Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. It is... Today, today, it is exactly one year since Joe Biden stood on the Capitol steps and took the oath of office. It seems like... It's been a big year. It has been a big year. It seems like just yesterday, our democracy was being held hostage by a cabal of obstructionists who didn't want every vote counted. Oh, wait. That was yesterday. Now... Biden has accomplished everything he has set out to do, not everything. He promised no malarkey, but lawyers made him change it to produced in a factory that also processes malarkey. (laughs) Biden is determined, he is determined to let the doubters know he will last another year. So yesterday, he held a marathon two-hour press conference. I say, I say kudos to him. The only marathon... The only marathon most 79-year-olds complete is a MeTV's Monday Matlock block. (laughs) In fact, it's a good show. It's a quality show. In fact, Biden wasn't scheduled to go that long, but you got to give the people what they want. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, guys. We've only gone an hour and 20 minutes. I'll keep going. But I'm going to go. Let Let me get something straight here. How long are you guys ready to go? You want to go for another hour or two? Okay, I'm going to go... I tell you what, folks. Uh, I'm going to go another 20 minutes till a quarter of, okay? You want more, Joe? <laughs> you want more? Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Okay, that's good. That's good. It's because my friend Commodore Lionel Richie once said, we're going all night long, all night, all night. All night long. (laughs) For the next 20 minutes. I'm 79, I gotta pee. (laughs) Today. Today. Today, Biden did a little damage control over uh, some of the things he said yesterday about the looming Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, if you haven't been paying attention to what's going on for weeks... Russian President Vladimir Putin has been massing troops on Ukraine's border because we really don't know. (laughs) One advisor to the Kremlin, who was asked what Putin was trying to accomplish, replied, the expert opinion that I can authoritatively declare is, who the heck knows? (laughs) This may lead to World War III. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but a, I don't know. (laughs) But when asked what Putin was going to do, 
Biden wasn't nearly so vague. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. He has to do something? <laughs> I'd hate to see Joe as a hostage negotiator. Why don't we all just calm down? You just let everyone go, okay? <laughs> or shoot the hostages. You gotta do something. <laughs> I wanna be home in time for Matlock. Now, here's the thing. A lot of props tonight. Here's the thing. Thank you, sir. Here's the thing. Last week, administration officials told reporters that there would be no distinction made between a small incursion into the Russian-speaking part of Ukraine and an all-out invasion of Ukraine. But Biden begged to differ. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. You can't tell them that a little bit is okay. <laughs> There's a reason Nancy Reagan's anti-drug campaign wasn't just say no, unless it's your cousin's wedding. A little bump of coke in the bathroom's not gonna kill you. YOLO. <laughs> Biden, it's your cousin's wedding. Come on, you, you'll dance, you'll dance. Biden did have a warning, sort of. I think he'll pay a serious and dear price for it that he doesn't think now will cost him what it's going to cost him. And I think he'll regret having done it. I wouldn't say regret is a big concern for a man who shows this much nipple. <laughs> you, you can use him as one of those springy doorstops. <laughs> Cat plays with it. <laughs> Biden. Then spelled out that Russia can't afford the sanctions he would impose if they did invade. Everybody talks about how Russia has control over the, uh, the energy supply uh, that Europe absorbs. Well, guess what? That, 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 that money that they earn from that makes about 45% of the economy. I don't see that as a one-way street. They go ahead and cut it off. It's like my mother used to say, you bite your nose off to spite your face. I'm pretty sure the expression is, cut off your nose <laughs> to spite your face. I'm not sure it's even possible to bite off <laughs> your own nose. Hiya. 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 Mama Biden was loaded with folksy sayings like, time flies when you throw a watch. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fungus. And a bird in the hand is worth two up the butt. <laughs> that one's true. That one is true. There's also news about former president Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Last night, the Supreme Court rejected his bid to withhold documents from the January 6th committee <laughs> by a vote of eight to one. He lost again. He is losing so much, he's gonna get tired of losing. <laughs> no surprise, the Supremes rejected his argument. The former president wanted to use executive privilege to keep the January 6th document secret, even though President Biden declined to invoke executive privilege over them. He wanted some sort of ex-executive privilege. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, sir, the only privileges former presidents are entitled to are free paddleboard rentals, 20% <laughs> off at Michael's Crafts, 
and discounts on Jimmy and Roz Carter's amazing shrinking powder. <laughs> well, that's, that's not Photoshop. That's not <laughs> shrink ray. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Within hours of the decision, the National Archives began turning over hundreds of pages of documents to the committee. And they are getting some juicy stuff, y'all. Among the January 6th materials the ex-president wanted to keep secret, proposed talking points for Kelly McEnany. A draft text of a presidential speech for the Save America rally preceded the mob attack. And a handwritten note concerning January 6th. Now, we do not know who wrote the note. All we know is that it was written on a burger wrapper. <laughs> but there's no, there's no way of knowing, John. Nobody there's no that. way of That's knowing right. who wrote that. It's hard to tell. But it's not all good news from Washington, unfortunately. Last night, the Democrats came up short on a last-ditch effort to advance the voting rights bill. Here's the crazy part. Senate Democrats, who have a majority, unanimously supported the bill but to pass it, they needed to win a separate vote to change the filibuster rules, which failed thanks to two who voted against it, Democratic senators... <laughs> Democratic senators and Republican senators, Joe Manchin <laughs> and Kirsten Sinema. So they supported the voting rights bill, but they were unwilling to do what it takes to pass it. If that makes you mad, you're in good company, because last night, Senator Bernie Sanders brought the heat to the meat. If you think this bill makes sense, and if you're worried about the future of American democracy, and if you are prepared to vote for the bill, then why are you wasting everybody's time and not voting for the rule change that allows us to pass the bill? You know, it's like inviting somebody to lunch, putting out a great spread, and saying you can't eat. It's happened to me many times. You arrive for the event, and they say the luncheon table opens after the speakers, then why lay out the cold cuts? And why am I seeing a cheap supermarket deli tray? The working people of this country deserve no less than freshly cut Zabar's pastrami lean. Your choice of mild or spicy mustard, two soups, one lentil, one cream, no paper plates. It's a Shonda. It's a Shonda. Where is my soup? <laughs> now... <laughs> Cinnamon and Manchin don't deserve all of the rage. Lucky for us, there's plenty left over for the leader of the anti-voter coalition, Senate Minority Leader and sloppy first attempt at a pancake with blueberry eyes, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Yesterday, McConnell was asked about his reasons for opposing voter protections and he made a very telling distinction about the way he categorizes voters. What's your message for voters of color who are concerned that without the John L. Lewis Voting Rights Act, they're not going to be able to vote in the midterm? Well, the concern is misplaced, because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high a percentage as Americans. Wow. How embarrassing that it came out exactly how he meant it. <laughs> Despite what Stonewall McConnell says there, there are a lot of problems with access to the polls. Take Texas. The League of Women Voters in Houston requested 16,000 voter registration forms before the March primary. They do it every two years. But 
The Texas Secretary of State's office refused this time, claiming it has only a limited amount of voter registration applications due to supply chain issues increasing the cost of paper. Okay, then print it on something Texas does have, like guns or giant toasts. <laughs> the Secretary of State's office gave the league an option, though, saying, we have offered a copy of the print-ready PDF to your organization so they can print the desired quantity. So, a charity is responsible for providing a basic governmental function? Well, this is Texas, where the highway signs say, Road Ends, BYO Bridge. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. More Late Show Poncho after this. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. John, I, I hold in my hands uh, the, the questions for, uh, I was going to say national treasure, but world treasure, Dion Warwick is here tonight. Absolutely. You know, world treasure. Those world who know, treasure. yes. Those who know, know. What a special thing it is to spend any time with Dionne Warwick. Have you ever spent any time with Miss Warwick? No, I haven't. I look oh, forward to you, seeing you, her. You got, you, you got to hang out. I had dinner with her this yes. fall after seeing a documentary about her life. It's incredible. Let, just, just a little taste. Anyone who had a heart, walk on by. You'll never get to heaven if you break my heart. I say a little prayer. Do you know the way to San Jose? Then came you. I'll never love this way again. Deja vu, heartbreaker. That's what friends are for. Ooh. That's not. Ooh. That's just a. I just dipped the ladle as the river of hits went by. Yes. To pull those yes. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. A voice. <laughs> A voice like nobody else in yeah. the cosmos. Yes. Just extraordinary. And a New Jersey native. What more could you want? Oh, yeah. What more you wanted? Made her wow. debut, and I want to talk about this. Made her professional single debut at the Apollo. Oh, you know what wow. I, mean? I can imagine that would be... Unbelievable. Anyway, looking forward to that. Please, please, oh, yeah. please join us, won't you? I'll, I'll be right in there. John and I will be here. I hope you'll stay, too. Now... Folks, uh, there's big news in Melt Your Mouth marketing because M&M's is updating its mascots to represent a more dynamic and progressive world. A world we all dreamed of, where blue, green, and red come together to be ground into the movie theater carpet as equals. <laughs> Let's take a look at these updated cartoon chocolates. Here's the old, regressive, backwards-looking candy guys. And drumroll, please. Welcome to the future. If you can't tell the difference, report to your re-education camp, Grandpa. Now, there are a few significant changes. Most notably, the company has taken the focus off its character's gender by putting the brown M&Ms in slightly shorter heels and changing the stance of the green M&M so she's no longer turning tricks for the rough trade down at the wharf. <laughs> I'm all for progress, but how are we supposed to know which anthropomorphized airport candy we want to do sex on? At this point, the only erotic candy mascots left are the Three Musketeers, or as they're known in France, Menage à Nougat. <laughs> Either way, I'm glad they focused on the Lady M&M's footwear because it's an important reminder that at one point in the manufacturing process, all M&M's had legs. 
All right, almost ready for the bag. Let me just tear off your limbs. Oh! Oh! It's a dark image, admittedly. According to the president of Mars Wrigley, the updates keep the M&M characters more representative of our consumer. That's great. Every American's dream is to one day eat a food that looks exactly like them. <laughs> which is why I only eat waffles with astigmatism. <laughs> well, at least they didn't mess with the classics, which is why the orange M&M is still witnessing a murder. Up next, Dion Warwick. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. Ladies and gentlemen... My first guest tonight is a five-time Grammy Award winner and a music legend. Please welcome to The Late Show, Dionne Warwick. It is lovely to see you again. Thank you so much for being here tonight and gracing our stage. My pleasure. No, it is not. I want to point out, I got a, I got a photo to back this up. It is not the first time you have graced this stage. No, here you are on March 5th, 1967. On the Ed Sullivan Show. Um, uh, two questions. One is, first, do you like what we've done with the place? Oh, beautiful. Okay, and second, what was it like to be on the show with Mr. Sullivan? Oh, well, first of all, it was an honor, you know, to be asked to be on the Ed Sullivan Show. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. Rock and roll singer, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it was wonderful. I, I did a show quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bob, correct. His son-in-law. He, he told me, was I think you're his favorite. I said, I said, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> what was it like? Um, I'm always curious, as like somebody in the business, what was it like, what was it like backstage? Like, where did oh, they store my. you people? Mm. Like, were, they, were the acts downstairs? Were the, were the... Upstairs. Oh, up in the stacks and over there. And you had to walk up those... It's a lot. There's like stairs. seven floors exactly. up there, yeah. yeah. Wow. So they didn't you... care about us. Unless <laughs> <laughs> they had us, they had us. <laughs> now, um, during the pandemic, um, you became one of the most popular people on Twitter. In fact, <laughs> you got headlines like, How Dionne Warwick Went from Queen of Pop to Queen of Twitter. And the New Yorker <laughs> said, Never tweet unless you're Dionne Warwick. <laughs> what is it? You found That's a new crazy. gear. You found a new gear over the uh, the COVID pandemic. Yeah. What do you like about tweeting? You know, um, just saying what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> and to whomever it is that I want to say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In your age, you don't I, matter what they think. You know what? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it has a benefit. You know, I, I, my mother told me when she reached my age. Your mother? Yes, my mother. She said, I am now old enough to say and do whatever I want to do, so shut up. <laughs> so I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Your tweeting has led to a collaboration with Crazy Bone called Power in the Name. Tell me about how this came about, and aren't you tired? 
<laughs> Go ahead. So how did this come about? My son, Damon. Yes. And Crazy worked together many years ago when he was with uh, uh, Bones, Legs, and Harmony. Yeah. And uh, they just reconnected. Uh, they wrote this song quite a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And finally, Damon says, Mommy, Crazy called me and said, we got to do this song. And I said, what song are you talking about? I had forgotten they even recorded it. But he told, he reminded me, and we finally, back in the studio, did it, did a video, which we're very proud of, and you're going to love it. It's a wonderful It is. Now, You're staying incredibly busy because this March, in just two months, you're going to start a Las Vegas residency called An Evening with Dionne Warwick. That's going to be a great show. I'm excited about it because they're creating a room for me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they're, they're making a whole brand new room. Oh, that's hey. nice. Hey. All right, what's, what's your blackjack roulette? What's your game? <laughs> Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> that can be a gamble, too. That can be a gamble, too. Throughout your career, you've worked with incredible people. Mm-hmm. You've had amazing mentors, including these uh, gentlemen right here. Guys this here. is you with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. You've worked with so many people. What, what, did, what's the best advice you ever got? Or do you remember any advice from yeah, your career? Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, even in my growing years uh, throughout my family, they all told me the same thing. And there are two people that told me exactly the same thing. Be who you be. Can't mm-hmm. be anybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be anybody else. I like me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that you, the, the first time you went to perform by yourself, not with your family singing, yeah. but you by yourself was at the Apollo? Yes. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you won that night, right? And Nina Simone gave you a pep talk backstage. <laughs> Nina Simone? Yes. Right before you go on, what did she say to you? She said, she said, you look a little nervous. I said, I said look a little nervous? <laughs> I How old are you at this point? I was 19 years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And she said, well, don't be nervous. I said, well, how can you not be? She says, I want you to go out there and make that stage so hot that whoever has to come after you has to tiptoe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, it did. And it worked. It did. Have you passed that advice on to other people? Yeah, you know, it's the same thing. Be who you be. Mm. You know, go out there and do your thing. So you, 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 you have Don't Make Me Over, it's a big hit for you. You go on a European tour shortly thereafter. Yes. And they absolutely <laughs> love you over there. You know, uh, here you are. You, you, were a, you were a fashion plate. The French <laughs> love to dress you. Always looking your finest. Here's, this is one of my, <laughs> I, love, I love the 60s joie de vivre you've got here. But one of the most amazing things about that is that they had put out this record, This Empty Place, yes. Dionne Warwick, and you know the, the cover I'm about to show. Yes, I do. You surprised <laughs> them when you showed up uh-huh. because the record company printed this label on your record and they thought this is who was showing up 
over in Paris. They put a white woman <laughs> yes, they on did. your record. <laughs> what was the reaction when you showed up? Oh, quite amazing. <laughs> I walked out on the stage at the Olympia Theater, and of course they were accustomed to seeing this. Yes. And it was, I mean, a collective gas. <gasps> I said, yeah, I ain't no white woman, I'm black. <laughs> I did. And then you sang. And then until I opened my mouth, they didn't believe that I was who I am. Wow. It, actually, until I started singing. Then all of a sudden, they said, they, everybody kind of relaxed and sat back and enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> We have to take a quick break, uh, but stick around. When we come back, I will ask Dion about how she met Sidney Poitier. Earlier this month, uh, we all lost uh, a real treasure. Uh. Sidney Poitier died. And you tweeted a, a, just a really a lovely thing, a, a lovely remembrance of Sidney Poitier. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping... would. Tell us how you first met him. What was the first encounter with this fella? You really want to know, huh? Yeah, I really want to know. <laughs> Actually, I stalked him. You stalked Sidney Poitier? I sure did. I'm guessing you're not the only woman who did that. Uh, I Go guess ahead. not, but <laughs> I was coming out of a recording studio uh, on 54th Street. Oh, just down the street here? Yeah, right down the street. And we, the group came around the corner, and in front of me was walking this regal, Gorgeous man. <laughs> and I broke rank. I left my, my girls and I started following. <laughs> yeah. You sprinted after Sidney Poitier. I, I did. I, I actually stopped him. Uh -huh. And what year and, are we talking here? Uh, we're talking around 1964. 64, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right at the corner, right here, 53rd and Broadway. Literally right outside. He stopped. And you know, there are no shops on Broadway between 54th and 53rd Street. And I'm looking in the air, acting stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually bumped into him. Oh. And he turned around and says, little girl, what do you want? <laughs> and of course, I went crazy. <laughs> My mouth didn't work. It just didn't. <laughs> and finally, I said, can I have your autograph? <laughs> and from that day to the last time I saw him, which uh, a year or so ago, mm -hmm. he did not greet me as, hi, Dion. He was, hello, little girl. You want my autograph? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. We have identified you as the queen of Twitter, and as such, I can't let you go without weighing in on this. Okay. Uh, Dion, uh, you tweeted this uh, about Taylor Swift. If that young man has Taylor's scarf, he should return it. <laughs> it does not belong to you. Box it up, and I will pay the cost of postage, Jake. I did. Yes. Any updates on this? Anything? Not you one know? word from him or her yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna give her a call. Yes. I am, to find out if she got a scarf, and if mm -hmm. she didn't, I'm going to find Jake. <laughs> oh. 
Dion. It's lovely to see you. Thank you so much for being you too, here. My Good luck with your residency. Thank her you. new single, Power in the Name, is streaming everywhere mm. now. And you can catch her Las Vegas residency at the Sterling Club starting March 24th. Dion Warwick, everybody. Coming up, David Cross. Tonight is an Emmy award-winning actor and comedian you know from his stand-up, Mr. Show, and Arrested Development. Please welcome back to The Late Show, David Cross. Good to see you again. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You haven't been here since uh, 2019, July of 2019. Yeah, that was... uh, uh... Lots happened since then. Yeah, I, I, I shrunk a little bit. Uh, is that one of the side effects of the pandemic for you? How, how, how has your pandemic been? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah, really uh, uh, exceptional, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, I got this pandemic sweater. Mm-hmm. So I'm allowed to go on the subway and mm-hmm. go into restaurants, mm-hmm. bars. Uh, things of that nature. That is, I assume that's an N95 turtleneck. Is it's a uh, is that the is that the that's the good one. That's, that's the, the letter one. in the numbers. Well, there's the KN95 and there's the N95. Yeah. Oh, I have the AM1010 one. That's very rare. That's yeah. very rare. Hmm. But I mean, it's it's practical. And, uh, it looks very comfortable. Thank you. It's um, a good color on you. I am going to say this, since it's... I know, uh, I assume everybody here is uh, uh, vaccinated. And, and th- okay. Fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. Then I, and then I'm allowed to do this. Ooh, slowly. Make us earn it. There you go. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, this is um, uh, constructing my, uh, my, lip, my lips won't close properly. They won't close properly? No, I mean... Uh, the gums a, are going to dry out. There's a lot of... I, it's worth it. That, what, how long is the segment? Like 10 minutes? I can deal with that. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that didn't help. So I, I understand you have an announcement. You have you have an announcement. I do. Okay. No, no. I, okay. Uh, uh, whatever you're comfortable, whatever you're comfortable with, because people here, you know, we're all wearing they're all wearing masks. I don't wear a mask because moneymaker. But whatever you're comfortable with, Dave, please. Uh, let me just get an ear out. All right. Uh, well, I do. I do have a big announcement. All right, wait. All right, this is bull. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, wow, there yeah. There you are. Mm. There you are. Okay. We'll just edit that whole part out. We'll just start here. Okay. Um, yeah, so I do have a, a big announcement that I'd, I'd like to let everybody know. Yeah, what's going uh, on? I have been uh, subpoenaed by the House Intelligence Committee uh, investigating the January 6th uh, insurrection. You're being subpoenaed? 
I'm being subpoenaed, but uh, uh, I have a plan. I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, claim the uh, Fifth Amendment and the Third and the Twenty Second. Yeah, I'm going to. The gonna Third claim, Amendment I'm, is you can't quarter. You cannot quarter. You cannot force me to quarter a soldier. In peacetime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and uh, absolutely not. And that, and I will. I'm going to let them know. Okay, that's the first thing I'm going to let them know because I'm going to say not only am I claiming the fifth, but and I'm pleading the fifth, but I'm also pleading the third. But guess what? I'm also pleading the First Amendment, which is freedom of speech, so I can say whatever I want. And and with that uh, uh, right, I'm going to plead the Twenty Second Amendment, and no president can be. Uh, 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 serve three terms. So <laughs> let's think about that while you're questioning me. Uh-huh. A, pa- a true patriot. Sure. Uh, copyright. David, I mean, obviously the pandemic's been hard on performers. <laughs> what's, what's it like, you know, being in front of a live audience again? Stephen, it's fantastic. <laughs> and thank you for... Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, how did you... Stephen, you were awesome. And how did you... Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm so uh-huh. sorry. I, uh-huh. I... I left... I left my very special super cool glasses uh, on top of that gentleman's head earlier. I thought, wow. Yeah. And I was like, gotta go yeah. get it. Do you have, and correct me if I'm wrong, do you have, are you doing a tour? Are you touring again? Because obviously during the pandemic, nobody can do anything. Are you going out on the road again? Um, no, I was, uh, I was unfortunately, uh, can, can you not hear me? <laughs> I got you now, I can right. hear you now. Um, I, unf- Unfor- Go on. Yeah, Go on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, no, not very hard. Okay. I was, uh, this is for real, I was uh, going to go out on tour. I was planning a tour that was going to start in, uh, in mid-November. And... Of? Of uh, last year. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's- <laughs> It's been two years. How am I supposed to know? Okay. You haven't been here since July of 2019. I'm not okay. your <laughs> social secretary. I just, I think, I, I think understand. I'm going to guess that close to 100% of the audience could fill in that it, I meant this <laughs> recent November. Thank you. Thank you. It's true. That's, Thank you. That is so true. That is so true. That is so true. What else? Let's see. Let's. Uh, comedy is your first love. When was the first time you were on stage? You know, it's funny you'd ask that, Stephen, because I do have a big announcement. Um, <laughs> and is it is. Uh, I didn't touch it. I mean, I. did. <laughs> well, I went up to my sweater. Yeah, yeah. My sweater uh-huh. drank a bit. Um, uh, which camera? Which. All right. So, uh, Stephen, 
David, it gives me great pleasure to let uh, all of us know that I am dropping a brand new comedy special uh, called I'm From the Future. I taped it in November. I was is this true? To... Is this true? This is all true. Yeah. November? Yeah. Uh, it was... <laughs> yes, November. Uh, of November of? Of last year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to go out on tour, had to cancel the tour because of that jerk COVID. And then, but I was like, I I'm going to, uh, total, total a-hole. And then uh, I'm going to go uh, tape this special. And I taped it in Brooklyn uh, again in November. Um, <laughs> that's very important. And uh, it's all brand new material. It's called I'm From the Future. You can get it uh, on my website starting February 12th, officialdavidcross.com. I'm happy for you, man. Thanks. It's happy. I'm glad you're getting back out there. His comedy special, I'm from the Future, will premiere on February 12th on his website, David Cross, everybody. This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube.